You are now listening to the Working Title Podcast. further ado here we are on the fourth episode of the working title podcast welcome back everybody and it's been a couple of actually a couple of months since i've recorded an episode so thank you to anybody with uh, any glitches or patience that we have i'm here with my good friend Vinny musi today Vinny, could you introduce yourself what's up guys um yeah i'm a good friend of jack's we go way back we go back to high school so mm-hmm. I don't know, man, what, like six, seven years, something like that? Yeah, good old Walsh Jesuit days. So this podcast is about talking to people and showcasing their arts and projects. So, Vinny, what would you say your, uh, what would you say your artistic passion is? Oh, for sure, music. I mean, uh, it's definitely been my passion ever since I was, like, a kid, really. So, and then now, like today, um, yeah, I make, I make electronic music, um, and I'm, in general, just a huge music fan. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely my niche in the artistic world, for sure. Because mm-hmm. when, I, when I met you for the first time back in high school, I knew you were a pretty avid guitar player. Uh, did you play any other instruments back then? No, I mean, like, I could, like, fiddle around with the bass and stuff like that, and, like, I'd try my first drum kit one time, but, you know, mm-hmm. other other than that, like, until I was older, I didn't really get into any other, like, kind of forms of music, so definitely, um, definitely guitar was my focus from, like, eight to, eight to, like, maybe college age, because that's kind of when I stopped playing, because, you know, it's pretty rude to, like, be blasting a guitar amp at, <laughs> like, a dorm room, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and now here you are. DJ, producer, would you call yourself a DJ or producer? Um, well, that's an interesting one because, like, in my opinion, and this is, like, you know, this is something that's debated kind of because, like, typically, like, people who perform electronic music live will DJ, mm-hmm. and, like, mo- like most of the time, most of the people that you would go see at a concert, like, do make their own music, but that's not the case for everybody, mm-hmm. so um, there are definitely people that have, like, made an awesome career out of just, like, playing awesome music mm-hmm. and being really good at that, but I, in my mind, am a producer first to DJ second because DJing is, like, my method of performing. Okay music live you know but you feel most strongly about actually making producing the music both are awesome but like there's in my opinion like what i love most is like the challenge of like you know creating a song from start to finish okay playing music live is awesome like for sure like and it's uh, amazing to have like a crowd and like i've been lucky enough to like do that a few times um not a ton hopefully a lot more in the future but like it's a it's it's an awesome feeling it's like adrenaline and like you know um just putting together like a, a sweet set's really satisfying but to me, like, the, my favorite part is, like, creating it, you know? Making the music yeah, itself. Absolutely. Okay. So you were into music pretty much your whole life. You played guitar a lot growing up. When did you feel like you started to, like, either recognize that you were, like, interested in making music or, like, when when did you start to see yourself as a musician? Dude, it was, like, for sure when I was, like, a kid because, like, I'd be, like, uh, riding with my parents in a car and, like, both my parents were, like, also, like, huge music fans. My dad plays guitar and he likes to think he can sing but um <laughs> you know and then my mom was just like a huge music fan growing up so okay um you know i i had like um 
just like loved like every time we were in the car, I would just like they would just like play like great tunes. And so like I definitely knew that like when I was young, like it's something I wanted to get into. Mm-hmm. And like especially because like you know like you see your dad play guitar and everything like that. Like I want to do that. I want to be like that. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like. Um, then I actually picked up a guitar and my dad was like super supportive of it obviously because he was like yeah for sure like his dad played guitar his dad's dad played guitar so um you know definitely was like right right in the family as well okay so you know it was just kind of a natural thing just loving it like you know from the minute I knew what music was for sure hell yeah and did you ever have any formal training in it or was that something like you did you take lessons or did you just fiddle at it with a guitar no dude I I took lessons for like a while um like my dad uh actually had a guy that worked for him that like you know in in the evenings at this one place would like do guitar lessons and um and of course you know like thankful for supportive parents who were just like let's do it and fuck yeah go go learn it and so um, yeah, I kind of went through a few different, different instructors, you know, just as like, you know, people's lives moved on, moved on and everything, but I took lessons for like a while. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you, you had interest in it from a young age, mm-hmm. you took lessons in it. Um, but you definitely primarily work with electronic music now. Yeah, for sure. I, I it's just, you know, just where the passion shifted, but like, mm-hmm. I still like to pick up the, the guitar and play every once in a while. And like, I always tell myself that I need to incorporate it in more music. Like, and I just never do. So like, it's, it's, it's something that like, as I grow. And, Someday that would be, I think that would be a unique thing. I, there's not a whole lot of, uh, DJs and producers that yeah. I can think of that really incorporate. There's a few of them for sure, but like, they're all different styles, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like, like, like Han Solo or like a Sullivan King, Sullivan like King, very yeah. different people, but you know, for sure. they both incorporate it. So like, and like, I, but I guess you're right. Like nobody in like the, the stuff that I fuck with, like, Guitar, so. That would be inter- interesting. So what uh, what really started to spark the electronic music passion in you? Because when I knew you back in high school, I remember like you and a few of the guys were in electronic music, but those were like early in the days of EDM music. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. I, for my first <laughs> my first experience with electronic music, it's so fucking funny because like uh, I had his buddy back like in middle school and like in part of high school too. Um, he he got a pair of Beats headphones mm-hmm. like when like like back in the day and so um, we were like oh these have like this crazy bass we gotta like search all this music and so we're I'm like literally like search like bass music mm-hmm. and of course like the first person who comes up is like Bass Nectar <laughs> and like Skrillex and, yeah, yeah. and Zed's Dead and Excision and all Flux Pavilion and so like we just started like listening to like this uh, like super bass heavy music and and these headphones like the first time like pretty much like hearing like what like actual like low frequencies are like because like my parents didn't listen to you yeah. know you know music shit with big fat 808 wasn't even around back then yeah. no no so like um you know a lot of car speakers are great but like you, know, you don't really get that like you know sensation mm-hmm. so and like of course beats headphones are like nothing when you compare it to like a big pa somewhere but yeah. like for what out for, for like a 12 year old you know <laughs> like it's like holy shit like what is this and yeah. then like scary monsters and nice sprites came out Oof. and then like you know it's just it, it was a rabbit hole after that and then like i feel like i <laughs> I'm like everybody knows that shit. Yeah, uh, which is funny because like Skrillex is kind of like the meme producer out there. People are like, whenever if you ever see like a pop culture reference at dubstep, it's always it's Skrillex. always Skrillex. Yeah. But what's crazy is he's in my opinion one of the greatest producers. Oh, absolutely! He uh, took yeah. the world by storm. I remember first hearing a Skrillex song. It was probably yeah, Dirty Spirits and Nice Sprites back in high school, and just not for a, not for a minute ever thinking this would become what it is nowadays right for sure i was like this is some wacky shit but this is gonna stay like this is gonna stay in the weird places of youtube like only like real specific nerdy people are gonna be into this but he changed the game man like dubstep before then it was a completely different thing 
Yeah. So I'd like, never even heard of dubstep before. Right, and it, it was primarily, primarily, excuse me, um, like a UK type uh, mm-hmm. type thing, and like so now, and then like Skrillex was like a huge like you know he used to play in a heavy metal band called From the First to Last. I did not know uh, that, but it, yeah. looking at him, I feel like yeah, that for sure, should no, be no, obvious. Bill for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, he was a frontman, like he was a singer, mm. and so. Um, nice. It, but like, he was like just a huge music fan, and so he got like super into um, Stu's Noisia, who okay. like drum and bass, like really amazing. Uh, honestly, they're also some of the best producers on the on the planet, in my opinion. Who? Uh, in a lot of people's opinion, um, Noisia. Noisia. Yes, okay. uh, I think they're from like Netherlands or something like that. But like they're they're insane, and so actually they actually just released a song together. It's, I love it. Okay. But, um, I have to go check them out. You will have to check them out. So you got into bass music for the first time back in grade school with this friend when you got a pair of Beats headphones. So by the time you were in high school, were you like getting more and more into it? No. Um, it's hard to do a conversation with this girl. Uh, no, tangent, no. But, there, uh, there is no off limits on, she's an important, on any conversation. Of mine. So, um, but yeah, so I actually like in high school, like I went through this like weird, like angsty phase where I was like, mm-hmm. no, you know what? Like music, you, like electronic music, like it's cool. Like it sounds great. Like the bass, whatever. But it's not, not like, real music. But like, but like you gotta like sing or some shit. I don't know. It was yeah, just, yeah. like, that's one of those dumb phases. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, it wasn't until I saw it live. I didn't think it was a, a dumb phase. I think that's just like being younger and naive and not yes. really having yes. a broader understand or like just even thinking about like what music could be. Right. Cause when the, you're younger, you're like music has to be like. So I'm plucking away at some acoustic instrument or yeah, banging away on some percussion thing. Like, you know, it, nobody thought you could make computer or make music on a laptop. Right. You know, that's not music. Right. And totally. that's, yeah. I, I thought the same thing back in the day. I heard, you know, a Skrillex song or some like crazy YouTube remix something. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. But like, this is just somebody goofing around on a computer. I never thought you'd be selling out stadiums and, right. you know, big venues for people to come see this stuff. For sure. And, and I mean, when you're young, you have like kind of, you're just working on your worldview and like how you just absolutely. kind of forming, forming your opinions. But I mean, there are a lot, a lot of people who still, who still feel that way. Oh, absolutely. Well, I felt that way all the way up until the moment somebody stuck me in front of a bass stage at Bonnaroo. Yes. And that's, I think, the same experience a lot. Of it's It's got to be experienced live. And to all, to all the listeners out there who aren't as into EDM, I apologize. That's explicitly what this episode's going to be about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I remember going to Bonnaroo and being very excited because Bonnaroo is a music festival that has every type of music under the sun. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go to this, this, this. I'm going to you know try and get as wide of an experience as I can. And then my friends put me in front of the bass stage and I said, nope. Pretty hard to leave, I'm right? gonna be here. <laughs> I'm be here all weekend, and that was that. So I think experiencing it live, feeling that bass in your chest, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful feeling. And anyone out there who hasn't gone to one, I recommend you at least give it a go. Well, definitely, like, yeah, if there's people that are, like, not into this, like, it, it's, it, and I understand, like, the perspective that, like, it doesn't, sometimes people feel like it doesn't have, like, that, like, connection to mm-hmm. people, yeah. you know, it doesn't have that, like, real world, real life kind of feeling, because, mm-hmm. I mean, because it is made, you know, electronically, and of course, like, a good producer will try and incorporate elements um, that are, you know, can connect with people, but what's so cool about electronic music is when, when you see it live, I mean, there's no other genre of music that is able to to really push this multi-million dollar sound system to the absolute max. Oh, yeah. There's there's no other genre of music that has the ability to do that. Maybe heavy metal, because those guys play pretty damn loud. That's true. But, you know... 
metal can also get some really impressive soundscapes going too. Absolutely. There's a lot of tonality in that music and even though it's aggressive, like there's a lot going on. There's a lot of like harmonic content, which is like what electronic music is able to like maximize, right? Mm -hmm. Filling this big frequency spectrum to the, to the max. Absolutely. And, and like when you hear that on like this incredibly powerful system, it's just no, like no other, you know? Absolutely. And I also just the sheer variety of EDM music really struck me. Um, I don't know who it was who first told me, but, uh, you're, you're, if somebody says they're not EDM fan, they just haven't found their subgenre yet. I really like that because there is just so much just so much range in the the sounds the moods the feelings there's just everything under the sun exists in edm and there's some really talented people in every oh, pocket absolutely. of it you know and like which is cool because like there's it's so accessible like anybody can really do it you, know, you just have mm -hmm. to like commit to it and but like what that creates is like yeah like you said like this like incredibly wide range of subgenres within mm -hmm. the umbrella of dance music you know so you you disconnected from it for a little while in high school for whatever reasons yeah. and then what uh, what really sort of set you on the path that this is something that you were really into? Well, okay, so what first thought got me back into it was, like, seeing that shit bumped on a fucking system, you know? Okay. And so I saw, like, Dylan Francis at, like, Breakaway in Columbus. Okay. And, you know, like... Um, I've definitely strayed off of that, you know, that, I guess that, that, that subgenre, but that, but his sets are just crazy fun for like, especially for like a, a college kid just get fucked up and go like just party to some like funny, yeah, like, meme, like awesome, like Moombaton house music trap. Like it's just a great, yeah. it, it has a great first, um, introduction to like the just infinite, um, realm of dance music. So, but like what I, what I think, you know, like really, really made me know that it was something that I wanted to dive into deeper was like just going electric force for the, for the uh, first time seeing the true variety that there is like all these amazing artists playing these like these monster sets and you know all these beautiful stages and this beautiful environment I mean it's like you, you can't go to something like that and like not fall in love with it you know oh absolutely so um but then you know of course I think part of it and uh is that like I have like a musical a little bit of a musical background and this is like um whenever I kind of get have like a passion for something I just tend to dive head first and like really mm -hmm. like, get dig into it so um, I definitely think that like I'm the kind of person to kind of go down that path with it. You know, the first the first step was learning how to DJ. You know, yeah. and just playing parties mm -hmm. in college or whatever, just like having people over and just fucking around with a little hundred dollar shitty controller and um, <laughs> you know just having fun. And then I actually took a electronic music cor uh, production course in college. Okay. Yeah, which was that that was dope because like they had like a like a studio like like a classroom studio thing. So they had like a a big like iMac and um you know like one one studio monitor which is kind of weird but you know a good pair of headphones a you know midi keyboard and all the stuff and um and we would we would have class to like learn how to use Ableton Live which is a program I still use so um and they had actually like a little badass studio with some like fucking good speakers and like a super old modular synthesizer that you plug shit into <laughs> and like I got my hands on one of those which like people not everybody does because yeah. like that was like a that was like a thousand dollar yeah, you yeah. Know, piece of equipment and i see buku um, do that on his like he does, stuff yeah, he's got that yeah. really beautiful setup right right which like i would love to get into that at some point mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a expensive. lot of equipment it, it's, yeah it, it, it's like every one of those little pieces so like what a modular synth is is basically like all all like just a bunch of circuits basically and they and they, they call it like so you can get like synthesizer modules every mm -hmm. little piece is a, mo a module yeah. right and so like effects and like all these like different crazy things mm -hmm. and like and so you just start building on this collection and, then and if you sudden, could describe to somebody like what that even looks like because oh to God. me like i'm picturing Fucking spaceship <laughs> picture like if you've seen an old picture everybody of like um 
of like uh, what telephone operators yeah, yeah, back yeah. in the day when they're like, okay, you dial in and then somebody's standing at a wall of plugs and dials That's is exactly just what it is. pulling one thing out, plugging in somewhere else. That's what this thing looks like. Yeah. So like you just have like, because like it's all, it's all based off of electricity, mm-hmm. you know, like when you're in the box, so to speak. So like within, when you're in your computer, it's all digital, mm-hmm. like modular synth, like that synth, like those are, that's like actual electricity driving the sounds that come out of it. Mm-hmm. And so like you have to patch it with cables. Yeah. And so like, uh, you have all these like little inputs and you know, every, if, if you patch a cable into, into this and connect it to this is going to do a different thing where you can you know, patch it to this and do all, and yeah. it's, it's, it's infinite. Just a giant rabbit hole of sound. Design. <laughs> so before, awesome. before we get into the real nitty gritty yeah, of all that, no, no problem <laughs> at all. No, like I said, nothing is off limits here. I do want to like kind of nail down your like little, your little timeline, your little artistic sure. progression. So you, you were into it in high school, but then kind of fell out of it for a little bit. Right. Got back into it when your friends took you to Dylan Francis. At when, uh, How old were you when you went to that show? Like sophomore year of college. Sophomore like year of college. Yeah, so like what, like 19, 20 maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then that, you had that live experience and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. This is amazing. And from there was the, the, the audio production class you took. Was that immediately after that? Not quite. So... That would have been my that was my senior year, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So like, yeah, I had a couple of years in between, and that's when I like I started diving into. Okay. So went to some shows, like, yeah, felt out the scene a little more, and I think a, a, a not to be understated at all is what you said earlier about um, going to Electric Forest really sparked that in you, because right. similar to me, the what really sparked you know, my love of EDM was being at a music festival. And I don't think you can I don't think you can divorce the two of those things and how important they are for each other. It's like yin, yin and yang, you know, bass music and music festivals. Um, you just have this curated environment with, as you put it, like these absolutely multi-million dollar sound systems um, being used to the absolute limit. But then surrounding yourself with, you know, amazing people who are really into this, um, really just sort of artistic scenes, these amazing like light shows, like it's, it's, it's so much is being poured into this, this curated event, this experience. So mm-hmm. it's uh, going to any con I've, I've had fun at every concert I've ever gone to, but going to a bass show is you're not just paying for sound. I mean, that's the, the chief thing you're there for, but you're paying for this, like this visual experience, this uh, experience with you and your friends in this just crazy strangers environment, too. strangers. It's yeah. A whole community, yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole beautiful community. And I think that's something that cannot be, uh, cannot be overlooked at all. And no, I, I don't, I don't know the history of bass music all too well, but I can imagine that, you know, back in the nineties, right. They were doing underground raves and stuff, For but, sure. um, there's, I mean, this is true of all music. There has to be a setting for you to play that music somewhere. But I would, I would say EDM, particularly the setting is uh, given more attention than a lot of other types of music. I would say. Definitely. It's like, kind of like, I feel like there's always been like kind of a type of music surrounded by like with, that's like really geared towards like music festival culture. Mm -hmm. And like, and right now it's, it's dance music. I mean, of course there's a festival for everything, but I mean like the people that like go to that shit all the time you know, are, are a lot of times they're into like electronic music or like jam bands. Yeah. And so like, it, which they also go <laughs> fish. Yeah. It's cheese. Like, yeah. So like, which they all go hand in hand. I mean, they're mm-hmm. like kind of like this. Yeah. Like you said, they have this like synergy and like, and I think it's because of like the environment, the, the, the people that become fans of it. And like, you know, I mean, it brings all walks of life too, which is yeah, like absolutely. one of my favorite things about it is that like, I've always felt that like, um, people, when they find some, a common 
common love, like they'll come together. And then, you know, when you're in that kind of environment, nothing else matters. So Absolutely. it's just like this, this dope community that just comes together around the music, around the setting, around the visuals, around like, you know, the, the fun events that they have all over the place mm -hmm. and, you know, unique attractions and stuff. I mean, like, it's just a good place where like, you know, it's really people can come together. So that in addition to like, just a love for the music, Absolutely. I mean, that of course added to it yeah. because like, how can't you love being a part of that community, you know? Absolutely. And, and it's a place that really just creative expression really thrives because on top of all that you have all you know the artists and the vendors you have the flow artists which that's a whole nother aspect of uh the whole economy which is really it dope. really is, and it's yeah. like this whole like and it's like this like self-sustaining thing that's just driven by like the love of just like, the love just of being it. there yeah, you know absolutely it's fucking awesome so let's get a little bit into the nuts and bolts of it Fuck so yeah. you started to uh you 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 got this audio production class your senior year yeah. of college and I'm, they obviously provided you with some equipment to start working with. So you started to, you know, dabble with that for the first time with what I would imagine was equipment provided to you. But once that class was over, like, was that when you're like, well, now I have to start seeking out my own. Dude, yeah, for sure. Bought the program next day. Like, <laughs> like I, well, I mean, not next day. I was exaggerating. Yeah, but, yeah, close enough. Um, like, there's this really funny Elenium video where he was like, I bought Ableton next day after this something. I don't know. It was, yeah, yeah. but like, yeah, after that class, um, I was definitely into it. I was like, I need to, like, I was making the shittiest music ever. And, like, I was <laughs> Gotta just, start like, somewhere. I need to make more shitty music. Like, yeah. it's so fun. Um, but no, I mean, like, they had the equipment there, you know, and, like, I ended up, like, for my final, uh, was just a, pretty much just create a whole song mm -hmm. um, based off of the shit that we learned. Uh, I was like, I mean, I want to make something, like, halfway decent. So, like, I don't really want to, like, um, only be able to work on it there. So I just got the free trial. Okay. Uh, and it was like a 30 day trial. So like time to rise. I'm like, okay, finals do. So I'll just, you know, go make the tune and then okay. you know, submit it. And then like, then hopefully buy it, uh, after that. But yeah, soon afterwards I was like, okay. So at that point you were mostly working with that, that program Ableton. Did you need or have much more equipment besides that? Just the headphones I already had. Okay. You yeah. were, you were just headphones and a computer. Pretty much. Okay, so what, um, immediately, like, what was the first type of music you were trying to make? House music. House music? Yeah, which is really funny, like, I, well, I mean, kind of, music. I really love, like, future bass, but, like, I, like, it, it's funny, so, like, they taught us a lot of good stuff about Ableton, and, like, our instructor was dope, but, like, um, it wasn't necessarily geared towards dance music, mm -hmm. it was geared towards electronic music, which, there's okay. a lot of electronic music out there that is not, not um, dance music. look up noise music, and, and, and you'll, <laughs> and you'll know what I mean. Okay. Um, so, like, there's a little bit, like, ambient stuff you know stuff yeah, without yeah. necessarily like a big heavy beat and so like it wasn't necessarily geared towards like these different genres of dance music okay. so, Epis like, episode three of this podcast um matt had he introduced me to the first time of what he called industrial yeah dance music yeah um that was an interesting sound i know i don't even know if you could really call it dance music but just industrial ambient electronic for sure these were some new some new musical territories for me yeah dude so i mean like that's there's there's a whole like beyond dance music there's a lot of electronic music mm -hmm. out there um which you can i can go down that rabbit hole too but you know <laughs> we, we did learn some history and everything as well mm -hmm. which is which is cool but you know so i guess my point was that Would you scooting up a little bit just so that thing's not like squeaking on the, sure. the shelf a bunch yeah, um, but that. yeah, so we uh, we didn't necessarily just we weren't just geared on dance music. So figuring out how to make different genres of dance music was something I was trying to do on my own. Okay. So like I was like super into like future bass at the time, but also like house music. So like I kind of just like use I, I don't know mm -hmm. I just kind of tried to throw together like stuff that I sounded okay to me. And, okay, you know. but it ended up being house music. Yeah. <laughs> love it. I love me some house music. So to 
somebody who even has an inkling of an understanding of EDM or electronic music sort of understands that there's a lot of these different genres and subgenres um, to the the other people out there. I'm sorry, this is just going to sound like a different language, but um, I was really entertained the day that I asked you what I thought was a simple question of, um, <laughs> hey, hey, Vinny, what uh, like what genre is like Odessa? And you sent me like a absolute novel of a text. <laughs> I tend to over explain. Breaking down. Well, this is the perfect place for it. Uh, you broke down absolutely every like thing that it touched on down to the beats per minute and like the, the structures of the sounds. And I was just I was absolutely blown away. And that to me was when I was like, wow, Vinny, Vinny really is into this shit. Um, so could you what would you say like the a subgenre of EDM is it's based off of a, a few different factors factors yeah. right the biggest one is definitely speed speed so how how many beats per minute there are so um like house music for example is like usually between like 120 and 130 and so that's what gives you that like okay yeah so but like really consistent too like like a house song like you know that beat's going to hit well yes i actually i should have started there's there's one more determining factor that's important that's okay. whether it's a steady beat or a broken beat okay a steady beat is exactly what it sounds like there's a kick drum on every single downbeat and so that's what makes house music like that there's a kick drum that's consistently on every single beat with you know some you know turnarounds and stuff but okay. then there's broken beat which you know there's that means there's not a kick drum on every downbeat and mm-hmm. so those are your dubsteps your traps your drum and bass you know stuff like that okay um so bass music is pretty pretty much all broken beat except i guess people can consider bass house to be kind of you know but that's a that's okay a, in between more. so are the consistent beat or broken beat and then speed. speed is then the big determining factor from there yes because like that's like kind of like the energy that the song brings but like you know it's um which is a lot of high energy music but and the faster the song doesn't necessarily mean the more energy but it's a different type of energy you know what i mean mm-hmm. different type of 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 dancing so like actually it was mm-hmm. explained really well to me um this is a guy uh named ill gates dylan he's a uh, uh he has a production conglomerate school whatever kind of thing that i'm involved in he had a really good video and he's talking about vertical versus horizontal dancing mm-hmm. and so if you think about how you dance to house music how you, you kind of like vibing back and forth uh, 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 it's horizontal okay. right yeah 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 where you think about a dubstep bang with that you know like uh, it's kind of slowed down really heavy you're going mm. you're going back and forth your head banging mm-hmm. right okay so to to paint another picture in other people's heads like i i felt this immediately when you started to explain it to that housey type of music, it's got a, a sway. It almost sway, makes you yeah. sway side to side, yeah. like unconsciously. You're not thinking that I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, yeah, you don't have to think about dancing. It. Is, dance, yeah, you yeah. never, yeah, yeah, you never think about how you're gonna dance, <laughs> or at least I don't. Yeah, yeah, you just you. Okay, this is the song. This is the beat, and then my body wants to move this way. That's what I love so much. And about unless it. you're at the club, or trying to look cute, and you're like, oh, well, I'm yeah, dance. yeah. But like at a music festival, you're just in that shit, and you're actually dancing. Absolutely. You know, because you're in, you're you're invested in that moment. You're actually dancing. So when that when you're in that kind of state of mind, yeah, house is going to make you move side to side. And I guess, gonna make you go again, that's just that's one of the most beautiful things about it that I didn't even really know how to put words to that until you did. Um, is the way that this type of music really makes it takes me out of myself. Like I don't I don't have to think about things. I don't have to think about how I'm moving or what I want to do. Like it's it's almost you're like present. I, yes. But it's it's a presence, but it's also like 
I don't know how to put it other than it almost feels like I'm not in control, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like my body's moving on its own in a way it's that natural. I, yeah, it's yeah. natural. It yeah, just, yeah. it flows. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Which, you know, that's the whole other cool thing about music and like what, like yes. kind of the like physical and emotional response that you get from it. But yeah, like time back to the genre thing, like it does, like the, like the, the, the speed of the song has a huge influence on mm-hmm. that and, and how everything's accented on like these downbeats and everything. And let's, okay. so that's like a really big determining factor, of course because you know like that's why house music is so different than dubstep because Mm -hmm. you know they're like they have this different energy because of this different and like uh these different points of intensity in the beat and like or lack of intensity i guess Mm -hmm. you know so that's yeah all right so you started out making some house songs um i gotta ask like what made you want to do house music from the beginning it's easy. It's easy. Okay, no, no. And to any house producers are out there, like, 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 uh, it's not. It's good not house easy. music it's is not, not easy. easy. It's not easy. There's very, there's, there's a lot of technical prowess and a lot, and a lot of great house producers. But you can also just... be a real little loose with house too. Mm-hmm. There's some great groovy house tunes that are mixed mm-hmm. down like shit and like, but like they're fucking awesome. And I have to imagine the consistent beat makes that's one less thing you have to think about yeah, exactly. when you know your beats when you know the kids the kick drum on every downbeat now yeah. like a good producer is going to like kind of just like you know put them like a slightly off beat to kind of give it some feel but mm-hmm. like if you're just starting out making music kick snare kick 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 kick, kick <laughs> you know and then, so it's just copy paste so like okay. it, it it's it's an easy way it's to a great way to start yeah. okay so that was a great way to start and i want to ask i want to i want to get your progression to where you at now so um tell me what music you're mostly interested in making at right now definitely so i'm really into like the deep dark dust of you know good <laughs> dance music so i mean what i really like is um uh, i mean mostly drum and bass bass music and then like what i like near and dear to my heart is what you would consider halftime so halftime drum and bass half-time meaning drum and bass and to a quick explanation of what that would be drum and bass music um is dope it's my it's one of some of my favorite stuff it goes way back as far as the old techno and everything the 90s jungle music you might have heard of it's been around forever and it's fucking awesome and so today drum and bass uh music is very like it, like it's very carefully produced it's like pe- the people who make it are really great like noisy i brought up earlier is some of the best at it um you know, the, some that has most, some of the most talented producers. Mm-hmm. And so what that music is, is it's usually between 170 and 180 BPM it can go as slow as like 160 for doing jungle. Um, so, but that is a broken beat. So you're the typical kind of drum bass beat is like, you know, okay. I know everyone's right. heard that in a song. Yeah. Before. Yeah. yeah. Well, so where, it, and why people have heard of it is like where it comes from is by sampling these, what you would call a drum break, um, which a drum break is when the band shuts up unless the drummer kind of, you know, grew for a second. Yeah. Um, and that was really popular in funk records. Okay. Well, like in the eighties and nineties when people got a hold of samplers where you can kind of take audio and manipulate it, loop it, do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. People would just sample those drum breaks and then just loop it. And so that's how hip hop started. Mm-hmm. But the crazy fucks in the UK just double timed all that <laughs> stuff. And that's what made that do. Okay. And when you're saying sampling, you're meaning like just recording a sample. Yeah, taking a vinyl record and popping that vision to sampler, like ripping it straight from the artist, no credit, no whatever, and and just going nuts with it. I always wondered how that goes. Like, I know you're typically when you pull something from somebody else, you're supposed to give them credit or whatever. But that was all changed because of sampling. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, because. That shit was the Wild West. Like, yeah. I, I I could think of, you know, Skrillex. I would hear something from, like, a fucking YouTube. Oh, yes! Oh, my God! Yeah, but go even further back than that. Like, the 80s and 90s when people were starting to, like, make hip-hop, you had, like, these, like, really talented big musicians, you know. Um, James Brown, like, his, mm. his drummer, yeah. uh, Clyde Stubblefield is his name, 
was the most sampled musician of all time. Oh shit! Over thousands, thousands of. of I hope somebody his. gave that man some royalties. Never did. God, and he didn't want any. He just said that he wanted credit. You know what? Fuck yeah! He's a cool guy. I that's I love that. You know, just doing it for the love of the music. That's right. that's beautiful. But that's where drum based music came from. So you know, now it's like become very modern, and people still do stick to those roots. Like I've got a massive folder of just drum breaks that I found from random sources. Some of them I, I don't. Okay. You know, so get get a little more specific yeah. though on what. Uh, like what drum and bass is at its core yeah so it's that it, it really that, is just exactly what it sounds it's a drum and a, and a bass yeah so bass. Like, usually I mean of course there's lots of different genres within drum and bass itself mm-hmm. but um, kind of the core element is this like really dope drums because like it's like this okay. fast like up 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 tempo genre and like the drums are at the forefront okay. and so um, and then of course the bass is you know the next the next thing on the list mm-hmm. which is um, of course, equal is important uh, because that's what gives you the groove and like this. I mean, now it's evolved into like this incredible sound design. People that are know how to get the absolute maximum out of a synthesizer, and um, it's all it's just it's just really great production is what it kind of defines okay. it now. Um, but then halftime, at some point, someone was just like, let's slow that shit back down to like that hip hop kind of tempo, okay. and then use all of that same elements as crazy sound design, really intense or sometimes like understated basses. You know, um, I mean, again, there's kind of subgenres within the genre itself, but of course. you can go different routes with it. But like, I guess the core element of halftime is kind of like that hip hop vibe because it's that same tempo, same mm. kind of beats. So a lot of people will use hip hop, like vocal samples and shit and kind of give it that vibe, but then combine that with like really sweet sound. Design. Okay. So who are some of your favorite people who are doing that music right now? Uh, actually, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so one of my favorites is a, is a guy from Bristol. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of these guys actually live in Bristol. It's kind of a hotspot for it. Hmm. Um, uh, Cursa is his name. Cursa. I, I, I remember you talked about him a lot. Yeah. H- him and another dude, Seppa, who's also amazing, have this label, Slug Wife, and they have a lot of great artists on there, like okay. uh, uh, Rezo, um, Vellum. Like, there's a lot, a lot of great artists on that, uh, smaller artists on that label, but okay. um, they're fantastic. Some so, of the best producers in bass music for sure. So, drum and bass has your heart, halftime drum and bass has your heart right now, yeah. and that's what you spend most of your time doing. Are you, do you have some stuff kind of on like uh, the fringes oh, yeah. that you're working on? Definitely. I know you like that weird shit. No, I definitely like that. I definitely like the weird shit, but I also like the chill shit. Yeah. So, like, I've been, like, honestly fucking around with, like, lo fi because, again, it's like nice. it's similar roots, right? So, yeah. like, there's. Um, uh, because like the like the influence where the beats come from and everything are really similar. It's like these hip hop influenced beats. A lot of people are it's kind of incorporating lo fi sounds into halftime now because it okay. just sounds really good together. Yeah, it's like this mix of low fidelity and high fidelity. And low like fidelity, that, high fidelity being so that quality of the sounds. Uh, okay. So like lo fi meaning low fidelity is uh, is, is intentionally mm-hmm. uh, for the purposes of the aesthetic of the sound making it sound shitty. Ah, okay. So <laughs> see, like those those are those things that like I know what the music is, but I can't like put my mm-hmm. my non musical tongue on like what the defining characteristic of it is. Yeah, so that's a big one for lo fi. Oh, I mean that is like the, that like, is the what it is. Okay. Yeah. So and there's like a ton of techniques you can do. I mean, people will sample from cassette players, mm. you know, like, like, like obviously vinyl records are a big deal in lo-fi, uh, or does there stuff you could do within your computer as well to, to make shit sound bad and like that gives an aesthetic <laughs> and so, uh, which I is love dope. that. That's so cool. So like c- kind of combining like, you know, low fidelity with high fidelity. So like oh. the sound design that a lot of people will go for is like high fidelity to like the absolute 
maximum. Again, like we were talking about just like okay. having, having these sounds like absolutely push the limits, right? Mm-hmm. Filling the, the, the frequency range, you know? Okay. Um, so that every little piece of that is just like, you know, felt by the listener and especially on a system. And boy, so, that, that, when that high fidelity thing comes through on top or through the, the low fidelity, the contrast, right? Boy, that hits different. Yeah, no. And that's like a big part of, of making dance music is mm-hmm. that like, uh, there needs to be a lot of contrast. So, you know, a lot. Of, I mean, of course, there are lyrics in dance music, but like the core of dance music is not usually like the vocal and the intro. Yeah, it's the fucking drop, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, drop the bass, right? So, that's like the really like uh, that, that's the emphasis of, of of those kind of tunes. So, mm-hmm. like having that contrast only makes it hit harder. Okay, which is why it's dope because like, okay. and it all just sounds if you're able to kind of incorporate those aesthetics in your music then like it ends up sounding really, sounding really good. Actually, Cursa has an album called High Tech Lo-Fi. Go check it out. It's, a, it's prime Absolutely example. will. Prime, prime. prime okay, example. so that's what you're into now. Can you explain a little bit of your, your musical journey progression from when you were making those shitty house beats to now? <laughs> Dude, it's, I mean, I feel like I haven't even progressed. <laughs> no, I mean, it's this, it's this never-ending journey. I mean, it's just like learn a bit as you go. Yeah. And um, it, it's... There's just so much information. There's so many things to, 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 to get good at within, you know, just making electronic music. So, mm-hmm. but, um, I, I guess it, it kind of just starts about, it starts out just like watching tutorials, mm-hmm. fucking around with shit turning knobs and not knowing what you're doing mm-hmm. just slowly learning what each one of those knobs does and then kind of slowly learning how to apply it to make it sound good and slowly learning where to find samples <laughs> and, and how, and how to make different sounds, making and, some friends who can teach you some stuff, make, make some friends, get involved in some communities, um, watch a lot of YouTube, watch a lot, watch a lot of fucking YouTube. Um, yeah. A lot of Twitch. People like to, you know, stream production on Twitch, which is a really great resource. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just constant, constant learning and trying to apply. I mean, I'm still scratching the surface. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and I'm sure a lot of people who are successful producers would even say the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's, it's a never-ending journey. Um, it, but you know, the, the, the further you get, the closer you approach perfection, which is, you can't get yes. there, but it's kind of like an exponential curve, right? You'll just end up getting kind of closer and closer better to the top. And better. Um, and, uh, it, and, and now like what I'm like, what I'm kind of trying to do is be a little bit more structured about like, especially with like working, at, you know, working nine to five and yeah. doing all that stuff. Kind of have the day job. Making sure that I'm <laughs> kind of continuously progressing. And that's a hard thing to do mm-hmm. um, because, you know, music is not something that's like quantifiable. You, there's mm-hmm. no number that you can put. I mean, I guess people can rate a song. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like that's top that's, 100 that's billboards. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a completely subjective or yeah. completely commercial, whichever way you look at and it. And you got to make what you want to make. Right. Exactly. So you just have to, you know, continuously learn. And so that's where I'm at now. But that's all. I mean, that's that's exactly what it is. Kind of learning while finding what, what kind of music I like and what I want to make, mm-hmm. not being able to make that music, you know, kind of <laughs> getting closer yeah. to it. And <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of uh, the progression, I guess. So you've had the, the, the privilege to be able to play some performances live for people. Uh, tell me what those are like. Oh, shit. So like the one I did that was like probably like I was the biggest was like a thousand people, which is like honestly, a thousand like, people. Yeah, it's crazy. Shit, man. Sold out Brick Street at Miami University, man. Fuck yeah, represent. Hey, actually, everybody, this is the first person I've talked to on this podcast that wasn't a friend of mine from UD. So uh, ah, yeah, shouts out your alma mater. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I went to Miami University. Uh, pretty, pretty uh, relatively close neighbors of, of Dayton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just out in the middle of the cornfields, people love the party out there. Right. That's amazing that they had that class that. You could really kind of dig oh, into yeah. this stuff. I don't. Kind I don't. Gem, right? I don't know if Dayton had. I, I would imagine Dayton maybe had something like that. They had a whole music studio they let people use. So, 
Um, but that's, I think that's a pretty amazing thing that they did that they got your hands. Totally. On. And you need to, to like, for like, again, the, even like the, that type of school, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it was just a kind of like a unique little gem. And like, I, I, uh, it was my favorite. So where, show. where was that, that thousand person show that played? Brick at? Street Bar and Grill. Brick <laughs> Street Bar and Grill. Yeah. So okay. I opened for a guy named Elefante. Yeah. Who, who he's, he's a big deal. Yeah. I oh, see, yeah. I see his name around. I'm playing main stage at EDC this year. Oh shit. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. So uh, that, that wow. opportunity. How I, many I, people go to EDC? Oh shit. Ton. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds of thousands. Oh jeez. Um, so yeah, no, it, it was, it was super cool. I was definitely not like the correct person to open for him. He <laughs> played some heavy shit and he does not. Uh, he played, actually he played like a G Jones song and I was like, what? I was, I was so stoked, but like I was playing like pretty heavy stuff and mm-hmm. that was back when I was like really into like the dubstep heavy bass kind of stuff. So okay. I, I, I kind of went in. I, I tried to tone it down a little bit, mm-hmm. play like kind of some more trappy stuff in the beginning, but at the end I just was ripping yeah. it. Yeah. It was, <laughs> you were feeling <laughs> it. There was like four people dancing. It was so dope. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I would have been going nuts. Yeah, everybody was not there for dubstep, but they got it anyway. They got it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd have loved it. So that was probably like the biggest, most produced thing you've done, but you've done some other little stuff, right? Yeah. It's placed in like local places in Columbus and, and everything as well. And then COVID hit, you know? So. Well, you had yeah. a fantastic performance, I would say for up and up. Thank you. I really, really enjoyed that performance. Oh, oh, the, the live stream. That, that was, fun. yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That was a really, that was a really cool one because like we pretty much built that whole production from scratch yeah. uh, with the assistance of uh, my good friends at up and up. And, uh, but, but like, but still like that was just our team just kind of did that whole shit. So like me and this, this dude did all the visuals in my set. I mean, of course we just like took like a bunch of footage and different loops from different stuff and kind of edited it together mm-hmm. to be kind of this cohesive thing. Um, you know, kind of sticking with that theme. And then, you know, he had like that whole green screen set up. It was cool. It was a cool experience. Yeah. So for yeah. every, everybody at home, this up and up festival was a little, I would say competition between universities that whoever won yep. The competition got to host like a tiny music festival, a little. Like, yeah, no, I mean, like that's that's pretty much on the on the nose, but like, um, uh, it's, it's basically so. It's this is my girlfriend who works for um for Up and Up, by the way. And, shout out, Kelsey. Uh, shout out, Kelsey. Um, and so, so she so she manages some of these schools. We have the schools put together a team, mm-hmm. and um, they try they sell, well back when live shows were happening, and then you know soon here in the next semester when school's mm-hmm. back, um, yeah, it's it, it's a live show. Um, so basically schools will compete to sell pre-sale tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so they'll just go hit the streets, you know, do social media campaigns, whatever, trying to get people to buy like tickets for a concert they don't have yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. of course like they don't charge you or anything like that. Yeah. Until, yeah. You know, the concert is, is confirmed, but the top eight schools or whatever will get a, a show. So that's, uh, that was a, a show I played. Uh, that was a show I played for Elefante. And that was also the live stream that I did. And um, you were going to open for Troy, Troy, Boy, Troy Boy, right? That was going to be fucking awesome. God, I was I'm excited like, for that. And then COVID hit. And COVID. So, <sighs> you know, COVID hit and they went to the live stream route, which is really cool. And they did, yeah. did, did a very, very, excellent job with it um and it was and well all the teams really did an excellent job as well because Mm -hmm. you know it was up to you know each each team to pull together so i helped miami's team uh i had graduated at that point but you know i um you know still in in contact with some people there and Mm -hmm. you know um and obviously with you know with kelsey's connection you know i i i I offered my assistance and because i knew a little bit more about the technical side and then you know i offered a place that as well and uh i mean a few other guys that you know go to school there yeah we all uh, put together sets and it was sweet that's a pretty amazing thing you guys put together how long has that has up and up been doing that oh shit like maybe like four or five years now four or five years yeah because okay. like kelsey 
the way she got into that was like she won the competition at Miami. She put the team together there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't much of a team back when she started, but like <laughs> she, you know, um, she ended up winning. And uh, I think that was, I think they brought two friends there. I think that was her show. Oh, nice. Uh, but like, they, two friends is a, a producer, everybody. It's not just two two friends. Well, they are two buddies, but they are. Well, yeah, yeah they are two yeah, friends. But. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, they, they make music together. They make music. Um, they're called two friends. Yeah, like, um, but they've had this big artist. Like, they were going to have Troy Boy. Troy Boy's huge. I'm. I'm a big fan Love of, of him. He's worked with like, some really big artists. Every day I drop plans. He, he did, uh, I mean, he's got like, some like big commercial success too. Like mm. he's like, he's, uh, Troy Boy's huge. Yeah. So like he did like something like the Victoria's Secret show. He oh, like yeah. curated some music for them or something oh, like that. Yeah. No, he's done some cool shit. Um, I was going to open for him. That would have been fucking awesome. Um, and I like, his, uh, like, uh, Elefante's great, but you know, like my, my, my personal taste mm-hmm. definitely really, really, really geared towards, towards Troy Boy and music that he makes so like that would have been like really a special one to oh, play yeah. so I, I enjoy him a lot too that's yeah. a that's amazing to me though that's just how how young that little up and up program yeah, is yeah it really is and they've done a great job so I know you want to get more involved in the, the you're, you're here in Denver now yeah. um, how do you like it oh I freaking love it man it's been amazing so little did I know until maybe I don't even know less than a year ago but you know both I wanted to move to Denver for a long time, and then little do I know that this is the base capital of the world. That's awesome, um, yeah. There are so many artists and producers around here. There are so many venues. There are incredible venues. Um, what does that feel like being in this space? I know you're you're new here. You haven't right. met too many people, but like, what's that? Well, so I guess I haven't really gotten to explore those waters too much yet, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to. I think I'm trying to hit up some shit this weekend. Um, but, like, what, what what I'm super excited about is, like like you said, like, the amount of talent that's here, that just actually lives here, you know? Yes. There's, like, a ton of great people that live in this town, and so, like, that's, um, it's, it's cool to be a part of that. I mean, um, there's so many venues, there's so many options, there's so many different genres that are big here. Of course, bass music is, um, it, it, it's really popular here, and it's kind of, like, a, a, a capital for that, so, um, and then specifically what I like, you know, the halftime drum and bass, and a lot of people, like, that make that kind of stuff oh, yeah. here as well, so, like... Um, most of the U.S. producers that like make that kind of music are, are here. Here in Denver, people spread out, but so, yeah, it's kind of the U.K. And, and Denver, which is kind of it's weird. Pretty amazing. How spread that spread out that. I was but, very happy to hear that when I, because like I said, I I wanted to live here a long time. I love the mountains, love skiing, love all that. But uh, just I really got into this community, this scene. Second half of 2019, didn't get to have my 2020 because of you know why. Um, so you're still a little fresh and you get to be here I'm it. still just a little rave baby Yeah. I, I have, and then somebody's like oh by the way like base capital of the world it was just it was match made in heaven So I can't wait to, to really dig into the scene um, so yeah, you're just somewhere. gonna go to shows meet people make music and then just see where it goes from yeah, there man. yeah absolutely and of course like I'm I'm doing it because uh, I, I, I love it and like I recognize that like you know my specific niche is not like in a you know necessarily get me to play Madison Square Garden one day but you never know you never know um, but like I, and that's not necessarily the goal I just love to make you Absolutely. know music and this is an ongoing project of mine that um, you know will will we'll go where it goes and like you know and I'm, oh, yeah. and I'm happy regardless of the results so you know it's just fun to do and but like being here specifically for it is is it couldn't it couldn't be better so really really stoked to 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 dig in the scene hopefully get connected with people and you know meet, meet more like like-minded people who who 
who make music similar to mine and uh that would yeah that would be great because you don't necessarily have a ton of opportunity for that in, yeah in the wall of ohio over there yeah i mean there's a great scene you know don't get me wrong like you know columbus is a great scene cincinnati, cincinnati has a great scene, scene but like it's really hard to you'd be hard pressed to find anywhere in the states that's as good as here yeah. well that's that's what this podcast is all about is just the the love of it the art the passion and uh this this podcast itself is the same thing it's uh, we're not we're we have no expectations on this thing but we'd love to see where it goes so that being said, what uh, do you have anything right now that you're really excited about that you're making? Like, and, and another question I, I think I want to ask before that is a little bit more about your creative process. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, uh, I, actually, like, sorry to say, like, I I haven't really made like anything really dope recently, which is like mm. kind of hard a hard thing to go through. Um, but I think part of it is because like there's been so many life changes here lately. And yeah, you, I feel like you, now, you, you just moved yeah, across the country, right? So and, got a new job, like. You're busy. Right. And I'm settling back into it, but I found myself on this like huge education binge lately, mm. which is good. And good, for yeah. somebody who's like, so, you know, like, um, you, you, like really growing in this, like that's like, it, it's important. But I, I actually like just today, like I was, uh, had some like free time today at work. So I put together like this spreadsheet. I'm going to try something. I'm going to try like kind of, and I guess this is part of my creative process. I'm going to try kind of structuring myself because like I said, I have limited time. That's, and it's, that's what I wanted to ask about yeah. is when, like, do you block out certain time to work on music or is it just sort of when you feel like it, you get at right. it? The, well, more recently it's when, you know, when I've had time and I've felt like it and when, you know, like, you know, the house was put together and all that kind of stuff, yeah. you know, um, but, but what I'm, now that I'm getting back into it more consistently, I'm definitely going to try and add some, some structure because, I'm a firm believer in that to really progress in something, you know, you need to have kind of like a method to get, to, to, to get there. Okay. Um, and, and, and like the most success, successful people usually do, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a method to, to, to everybody's kind of workflow. And so I'm trying to kind of formulate mine and okay. like starting with some structure. I thought like, I will we'll see where it goes, you know, yeah. music is not always a structured thing. <laughs> so it's kind of going to be like this, like, it's almost like they, like the, like the ideas crash. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm putting structure in something that, you know, is, you know, creative and free form. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I think as far as progressing and getting better, that could be something that is like really important. Okay. Um, and I guess where that comes from is like back when I was like in like bodybuilding, working out and everything, you know, linear progression was, it, it was like a common, um, a, a common uh, practice. So the idea that y- you, you put yourself on like a program where the goal is to continuously progress yeah. in linear fashion but so, i i imagine that's can be a little trickier with music like you said it's it's, so. it's free form and inspiration comes and goes and inspiration comes and goes but but you also that i'm thinking about kind of gives um gives structure where structure is needed and then gives freedom where so it's not like i'm planning out like you know like every little thing i'm going to do every day so like my general mm-hmm. idea that i'm going to test start testing out is that like monday i'm going to work on some like drum sounds so like basically most most of my time during the week is going to be um uh focused on sound design okay sound design being i mean it's exactly what it sounds like it's like you know creating either creating sound from scratch or taking sound and manipulating it designing it into like what you would like it to be okay. um which is a very, very, very important part of electronic music. It's a lot of it, really. It's really so. Um, you know, those bass sounds don't just come from anywhere. You got to make those mm-hmm. um, or pull them from somebody else who made them. You know, mm-hmm. so um, that's going to be kind of my focus during the week because I have limited time. You know, got to go get home, got to make dinner, got to you know, get to bed a decent enough time to get my ass up mm-hmm. in the morning and gotta have date that. night. Right? Yeah, you gotta have date night. Gotta have fun. You know, yeah. like there's, there's, there's 
other factors in my life. It's not just okay. music. So are you like segmenting out more and more, like you said early in the week, you want to work on your sound design, making new sounds? Yeah, but even then... a little bit deeper than that. So like Monday, for example, I'm going to do drums. Okay. Only drums. So sound design being like, I'm going to make snares and kicks and, you know, different types of drums, take drum breaks like I was talking about, processing them, making them sound different than like what they originally were Mm -hmm. and you know just kind of focus on that and then maybe with like you know writing out a beat to kind of get a vibe you know stuff stuff like that um and then you know tuesday wednesday i'm gonna focus on like the bass because of course i make bass music the bass piece of it's pretty important (laughs) you know yeah so two days i think is like you know uh, honestly limited but like you know i'm gonna focus two days on on that Mm -hmm. so that means synthesizing new sounds uh using tons of effects and all, all sorts of complex shit to make shit sound complex and crazy. Right. (laughs) Um, and then Thursday is going to be more focused on the other side of, you know, like the, the musical elements. So not the bass, but like more of like the textures, effects, uh, melody, if you know, or like, you know, melodic uh, components, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the vocals, whatever additional kind of, um, types of stuff I want to have, um, in my music. So okay. whatever, so that day it might be like, I'm going to find this cool vocal sample and, and fuck around with it until something, I get something cool. Or okay. I'm going to, you know, make a cool synth patch that is like more of a melodic thing. Or I'm going to take some weird, you know, guitar riff that I found online and then try and chop that up into something different, okay. you know, different, different things that I catch a vibe off of and kind of roll with it. And my idea, um, is then to kind of have like an intention for that week, whether it be a genre um, which I'll get to, or whether, you know, just be like, I, you know, I've, I've made this like dope kick and then this dope bass. So like, I'm going to kind of build other stuff off of that. Okay. Right. So it still gives some freedom. I'm not like trying to make specific sounds. I'm going to start with the drums cause that's your, your framework. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to start with the bass, which is again, is like that at the forefront of the music, you can see where that goes. And then based off of those elements that I've made for that week, I'm going to, you know, make cool textures and uh, okay. effects and vocals that, you know, fit that vibe. So, and then, um, sorry for, uh, Friday, no, Friday will then be, um, what did I make Friday? Oh, Friday's some idea forming. So now I'm going to take those, those, those pieces and start to maybe some, make some beats and like variations, write little riffs with the basses. Maybe get a, catch a cool vibe with like a vocal okay. sample, whatever it may be, make some variations. So I kind of have some framework to start working with. And Saturday, Sunday, when I have my days off, those are the days I'm going to dig into some, some, some songwriting. So okay, arranging wow. the song, taking the variations to, um, yeah, creating new variations based off of like maybe the core idea that I made on Friday and then, you know, starting to make, uh, like if I started with an intro, then I'll build into, you know, like a drop idea or if I start with a drop, I'll kind of work backwards and go, you know, towards, you know, the breakdowns and intros, stuff like that. Um, and so yeah, trying to break it up week, week by week like that and day right. by day. So I feel like, uh, having that more structured, segmented way of approaching the music can really help focus you. Cause like I, I, I spoke to a few different artists on this podcast so far and a big theme with a lot of them is sort of, uh, putting in time and effort, even when the inspiration isn't there. And sometimes it's just kind of beating your head against the wall when nothing's there. But I feel like when you have something more focused like that, when you say today is going to be about making kicks and snares or today is right. going to be about this thing it can help you that even if you're not necessarily feeling the creative flow, you can get your hands on something and work with something and make something. Right. And like people, there's a lot of musicians out there and like, this is something that Elgate talks about a lot who, who make the mistake of thinking that inspiration needs to come to them where a lot of times you need to work towards inspiration. Mm. So it's going back to like the fundamentals is a good example of that. So like if you are, if you're having writer's block, 
um, or in, in any uh, in any kind of art form, if you're struggling to think of like what 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 to paint or like you know what to write, do some fundamentals. Hmm. You know, because building on those fundamentals can spark inspiration. Hmm. So you know, starting with drums is like something I do in my songwriting regardless. So like, why wouldn't it make sense on Monday to start with drums, make okay. a beat that I can build something off of, and then just tinkering with sounds could you know you might just be fucking around with a, synth- a, a, a synthesizer. And just make something like you did not mean to do at all. And you're like, holy shit, like that's <laughs> that's got to be the forefront of this track. Okay. You know, so like you got to work towards inspiration. It's not always going to come to you. I like that. And a lot of people actually, specifically with electronic music, have this idea that they can make what's in their head. And that's pretty, pretty hard unless you're like, you know, like, you know, the noisiest Skrillex guys, you know, and you're just masters at your craft. Mm-hmm. Then you could probably get close. And there are definitely sounds that you can get to by following, uh, you know, a formula. But then the, the sounds end up, sounding like they've followed they've followed a formula yeah which is not always what you want so you want to like you want to experiment um and, and, the, and that experimenting will often lead to you know some ideas of the, some of the doper shit coming out out of nowhere when you're just messing around with some stuff right so was uh was your music making practice always this structured like did you have a sort of a plan no. like this no I've never really tried it, and that's why I'm like. So that's going to be a new thing. It's going to be a new thing for me. Yeah, like, and I'm really, I'm really going to try and stick to it. I made an Excel spreadsheet, so I got to do it now. Let's go. He's got a spreadsheet, uh, everybody. Got a spreadsheet. So, oh. but and the reason why is because like, um, one, I, I could be a creature of habit, and when I get on some structure, I tend to. I definitely know well. you. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it, like, and just knowing myself, I think that, I think it could be beneficial. I think, I think it'll be really good for you. Yeah. And then like, in, in addition, it's just like, it's fucking hard when you like work a nine to five, you yeah, know, yeah. it's a lot of time out of your day and like you you can come home tired yeah. and sometimes like you come home tired and it's a hundred degrees outside my roof kind of hot and like I, just, I kick on the speakers and I'm just like, fuck, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And instead of putting myself in that position, I can now just go home on Monday and be like, I'm just going to bang out some snares, mm-hmm. you know, and like, and see where that goes. And I'm, yeah. you know, and that's, and it's uh, it it just gives my my brain less work. I can I, instead of thinking about where the fuck I want to start, I can then just start somewhere and see where that goes. And then I think the framework will provide me with enough resources to kind of lead into you know that songwriting portion of the yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully it gets me somewhere. I like that a lot. And then I think it's also gonna help me learn because I can I can now instead of just like because I'm horrible at starting with something and just going off into another thing. Mm. especially with music <laughs> I will be like um, it works well with podcasts uh, uh, right it's, it's kind of the point music it, it could be a little not different not so much it, when you kind of when, when, when you go home from work and you're tired and you start you know just fucking around making a bass and then all of a sudden you're like oh I need to make a beat for this bass mm-hmm. uh, to start getting some ideas and then you start going on the beat and I'm like oh you know maybe it would be cool if we can get some melodic elements and then all of a sudden you know you are writing music and that's uh, and that's great, and a lot of people are really successful with that. And mm-hmm. if I had eight hours a day to do it every single day, you know, I might I might be a little less structured. When I don't, it would just help to get home and be like, I don't have to go off in some rabbit hole of sound design or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's for Tuesday. I'm gonna make drums today, and then Tuesday I'm like, you know what? I've got no other things that I need to do other than go down that sound design rabbit hole with bass. Okay. And so it, then I then instead of being unproductive i'm not being productive because those bases are going to serve a purpose later on in the week okay you know do I mean? you have some like a, a i know you've probably got a whole catalog of bits and pieces of songs do you have some like polished works that you're really proud of that you put out into the world right now sure man pull out the soundcloud oh he's the soundcloud guy well, yeah, i was gonna does. say like where where does most of your music live losing soundcloud on my and all my hard drive okay 
Um, okay, let's do... Are you going to play some? Yeah. I would not? love to hear some. I'm just like wondering how that's going to come across on an iPhone On an iPhone recording. playing. So here's, here's, the, be- yeah, here's yeah. the beauty of this podcast. Um, every single episode, uh, the intro so far, it was supposed to be the intro and the outro, uh, but the intro has been an artist's music. Oh, cool. So we can just go ahead and slap one of your songs I'm not, right on the beginning. That's a way better idea than me trying to fucking yeah. play a bass song on speakers with no bass. So do you have a, you were, you were about to go for something there. Do you have a song in mind that you would want to be the intro for this podcast? Yeah, there's, 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 there's a couple. There was like a, I, I was pretty proud of it. Like we can this. do an intro and an, you can be the first episode with okay. an intro and an outro. Yeah. So like there was this, uh, so Subtronics did like a, a, a sample contest where he just gave people some samples and, you know, use those to make a track. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I made a, I, like I, I was, I was satisfied with it. It didn't win, you know, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, the, the kid that won, it was, it, it was deserving. It was, it was a dope tune. Oh, yeah. Um, but like I was proud of what I, I created. It was kind of like this, like, kind of tr- more like trappy, halftimey kind of thing. That one, that one was cool. I think, right I think I definitely got to flex, you know, my, or I guess push my skills to the limit on that one because like I was really had the mindset of like I had these samples, but I don't want the samples to sound like the samples. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I was like I want to take these and make them into my own kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So every element, every core element, you know, of course I use extra stuff too. But every core element of that tune was from that sample pack. Oh, yeah. And so like that's that's it's a cool challenge because that again uh, gives you framework and it's a and, and putting limitations on yourself is another thing that tends to spark creativity. Mm-hmm. So another thing, anybody with writer's block, writer's block, set some guidelines for yourself. I'm only mm-hmm. gonna use this shit. You know, if you're a painter, you know, I'm only going to use red and black or whatever, you know, whatever colors or whatever. Yeah. I'm only going to do, I'm going to set some kind of mental limitations to myself. I like that a lot. And yeah. so, like, that's a track that I was proud of because, like, it forced me to do that. And it's something I want to incorporate into my music more, even just as an exercise. Because, you know, it might not make it to, you know, an EP or something like that. But, like, it helps you grow and it helps you learn to kind of limit yourself. Okay. So, that's that's really Okay, and we're back. We hit an hour mark there, and my silly little app decides to say that we have to take a break at an hour. So we're back. Um, let's attempt to try and remember where we were in that conversation. Oh, boy. Um, Something like uh, creative process. Oh, that's right. You were, you were talking about when you put limitations on yourself, uh, that can help a lot for like guiding your 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 mental blocks when you have something, when you, when you have a set of rules to right. work within, it can be sometimes a little easier to pick up the thread of creativity and start working right. on something. You know, like if, if you gotta, if you're given limited tools, you got to be more creative to get the job done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's just a, it, it's a good practice. Uh, again, whether it's like, it doesn't have to be like every, every time you go create, but like it's a, it's, it's a good exercise to be able to, to one, like learn those tools more, mm-hmm. um, use, use them to, to like a greater extent. And then, um, you know, just, it, it just kind of, you know, gives mm-hmm. your brain a workout because you got to use, use a limited set of tools to, to get to a, a goal that you normally would use a lot more for. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So do you have, uh, a, 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 you, you said you have some songs on SoundCloud. Do you feel like you have enough yet to like make an EP, like make an album, like how much finished work? And I say finished in air quotes because it's, it could, yeah. it's never all finished, but you know, pieces that you put out into the world and you'd be, you'd be proud of other people listening. Yeah. I mean, I've got enough to make, 
you know, like a little body of work, but like, I just don't think it's cohesive enough to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's cause again, like this has just been, it's been like, a, like, you know, coming up on a couple of years that I've been doing this. So it's like, um, like I, there's, I've got some tunes out there, you know, finished pieces of work, but like, it's just, I'm, I'm continuously progressing, trying to find, you know, you know, everybody talks about finding your sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not an overnight thing. You know, you know what your, where your tastes lie mm-hmm. and that'll guide that. But eventually, um, because of those tastes and like what you find to be good, that's how you will eventually get to your sound. But, you know, to, to get there, it's to, to one, become technically proficient so that you can, you, you have the flexibility to use, um, those tools to, you know, their max. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and then eventually once, once you have the technical prowess and you developed your taste, you know, you will start developing patterns in your production and then you will eventually come to your sound. So right. I think it's going to be a gradual process, but my goal is by the end of the year to maybe have like a three, four song EP. I think I'm to the point where I can maybe get something, you know, sounding, sounding good enough to, to get there. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. So that's a goal, you know, and I, I, I think we could do it, you know, especially if through that, this process of the structure, I sh- theoretically, maybe not a finished <laughs> song, but like, I will at least have the framework for a song a week, you okay. know? And which is totally doable. I was, I was doing it for a little while. Um, and of course, it, like, it, it, not every song is going to be, you know, mm-hmm. just like straight up banger ready to fucking send to a label or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, f- by finishing more work, your work continuously progresses. Absolutely. Especially if you take it through the full process. Um, you know, mixing, mastering, all that kind of stuff, you know, f- down to, you know, it's from scratch, you know, designing the sounds all the way to the final master mm-hmm. is, is definitely a process. But if you do that consistently over and over again, you're going to get pretty good at it. So that's Absolutely. the intention. Yeah. Absolutely. And I can't believe that I haven't thought to ask you until right now. What, uh, what is your, your producer name? Uh, right now it is Cypress spelled with a, a P S Y. <laughs> so, you know, because you got to spell shit the wrong way if you're, <laughs> if you're a music producer. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's not a name that I'm attached to. So it was Cypress, Cypress sound. I mean, that's my, that is my SoundCloud. Go check it out. What's up? Um, <laughs> And my Instagram, go follow, like, subscribe, all this. Please do, everybody, follow us. Uh, no, Cyprus. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that active on social media. I don't really love it that much, so, you know. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I dump some tunes on SoundCloud every once in a while. There's a few that, you know, have gotten, like, an okay amount of plays, so that's cool. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, that's going to be an ever-growing thing as well. And I think I, I think I want to change my name at some point. I okay. want to find something that, like, you know, I, I feel more of a connection to. Feels more you, feels yes. more unique. Okay. And that was out of need. It's it's funny, like, um, DJ Snake has a really funny story about how he got his name, which was, like, he literally just needed to play a show, so he picked DJ fucking Snake. DJ Snake. And he hates it now. <laughs> hates and, it. And so... But he's DJ Snake but, but, but he is DJ Snake, so, I mean, he's playing massive, 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 massive. <laughs> oh, stuff. that's great. Um, you know, he's got, you know... Could you imagine one, two, it's just like a fucking listens. Skrillex or G Jones or somebody who's like, yeah, I kind of want to change my name. What, which it's not unheard of. So, but like, I'm not trying to do it when I'm that far <laughs> along in this game. Like, I don't want to be 40 year old, 40 years old. Like, eh, you know, I'm feeling something different. <laughs> uh, I'd rather do it now when I'm young and fresh, and you know, yeah. uh, can hopefully, you know, I'll figure something up at the time that I do have like you know, okay. a cohesive body of work that I want to actually start sending to 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 people that would, yeah. you know, um, and having that it. that body of work, I imagine, is going to be really helpful for making connections around here because then you get to be, you know, here's my portfolio. Here's yeah, some God, things it's that like, I've it's like it's like your resume for an artist is your, yeah. is your music, right? So, um, you know, of course, people don't necessarily go around to you know like here's my mixtape. <laughs> some people, people do. People some do. people do that. Yeah, no. It, God it, bless them. Keep trying. And, but that's how you did it back in the day. But yeah. uh, you know now, I guess you know we do have the access to a lot of uh, a, a lot more mediums to get mm-hmm. work out there. Um, but like I said, like you, you know, like people go ham on social media, and like that's yeah. cool. Like that's fine. 
and like it's a way to get your music out there but like i'm i'm hoping that my music speaks for itself and then i, I like could that. use social media as a tool and not my career you know not crutch but like yeah yeah um, no, but I that's like how you that. get fans though you know so i gotta figure that out too i'm gonna just dump that on kelsey because she likes that shit. i was just gonna say yeah. you have the perfect partner for that so <laughs> yeah she'll go mix but then you know i have to be involved and i hate i, I mean not that i like being on camera i don't like, like being on camera but like i don't know i don't like being on camera <laughs> I, I you get, know i'm just I not super comfortable with i get you know? that and you know there's there's other ways you can engage with social media without necessarily have to I make agree. a video but i also understand not necessarily r- really liking you know blasting yourself out like that so you know no. that's something i that... want to tip it out dude just fucking lay low yeah. make dope tunes fucking play music for long enough that you eventually get fucking huge and then you can play whatever fucking show you want. that's kind of been my approach to this podcast so far so and just i you know i feel icky having to like really plug myself and here's something i i apologize to listeners i said very early on that i was gonna like do a whole Instagram with this and like, you can still, you know, send me suggestions for episodes and things. But I was like, I had this component thought out in my head, um, that like the, there was going to be a very big visual component to this. There was going to be like this email box where people could contact me and, uh, those things exist, but, uh, I have not really put a lot of uh, love and attention into them. So, you know, maybe, maybe down the road, uh, when this thing develops, uh, in a, a little more, a more serious fashion. But right now, you know, I, I feel like you, I, that I, you know, I just want to get messy making the part of it that I, you know, enjoy doing, um, to comes down to, because this is, this is why I made this podcast. I want to do it because it's fun and I like talking to cool people like you and it allows me to do that. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think we can both take some lessons down the road and step up our game in those arenas of like, absolutely. There's always room to grow getting ourselves out there. But I also can absolutely identify and agree with just focusing on your craft and what you do well right. and letting it speak for itself. Right. And, and that's, you know, I, I think that's the goal. Cause like I want, I want social media to be a tool, but I don't want to be the, the, the centerpiece of, yeah. My, yeah. You don't, you don't want to be right. one of the SoundCloud rappers who's no. just like out there pushing his music on everybody. And it just doesn't sound, but, you know, some people just have like a really, like, like a, like a knack for it. Like, you know, like I see yeah. like, uh, like for example, like but those Alice people Dream, like uses his, his like social media very positively. Well, he's, he's got a whole nother thing going on with his whole like spirituality aspect. Right. That so he's he got has going like, Yes, which he's very so, into. Which and, he's, 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 he's building like a, a community that's you know drawn around his music, but it's not. But it's, it's also it's not completely that. about. But but like a lot of that is driven via sharing it on social media. Yes, and yes. he's comfortable doing that. Yes, and, like, and it's dope. But you know, I, but he's he's you know he's a he's not a spring chicken. He's been in the game for a long time. He's been in the game for a long time too. So uh, right, he going to see him this weekend. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. Hey. That'll be dope. It's gonna be fun. Um, but but you know I guess that's like I I don't want um I want my I want my music to be the personality of my mm. brand or whatever I don't yeah. necessarily want me to be the personality of course like you yeah. know like I'm I'm no I'm not shy or anything like that yeah. but yeah when it comes to social media it's just not my thing so yeah I you know. yeah, no I I get that entirely and I I th- I think that's the mark of any artist is like you know here's I'm I'm here to make something you know, not to be the object of whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, exactly. you, you see that with tons and tons of artists, whether it's music or something else, you know, they're not exactly social butterflies. And it's, it's, it's always really fun for me to like see, uh, cause so many, you know, um, with, with the nature of like electronic music is that it's being made on a computer or something. Or like when you go to a show, you still don't really see the artist all the time. Like, Sometimes it's a blacked out stage and like you just see a figure up there making all these sounds. So it's always really interesting to me when I actually do get to see what the artist is like. And I'm like, wow, that's just some dude who's just 
walking down the street. You yeah, know, dude. Could have just bumped into that guy. They're not, you know, they're not these, like, very, you know, some of them are, but, like, they're not these very charismatic, you know, selling yeah. themselves people. They're people who are good at what they do. Yeah, exactly. And, like, oh, there was this, like, really funny meme I saw one time. It was, like, this, like, this, this girl, like, gawking at a DJ or something like that. And she was, like, she doesn't realize that, like, that was a nerd that she made fun of in high school or something like yeah, that, you yeah, know? Yeah. So it's, like, I mean, this, which is not, of course, of course, not true for all of it. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, um, like, it, it, it it's just normal people making this stuff. I yeah. mean, like it could be, it could be anybody. It could be like some social butterfly. It could be, you know, somebody who's, who's pretty introverted. Yeah. And you know, there are a lot of artists out there where the person you see on stage is not the person making the music. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's, that's quite common actually. Drake. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, even, even in the, in the, in the dance music world and like, I won't, mm. I won't name any names, but yeah. you know, that's, but like, that's I love Drake. I love Drake, by the way. I didn't want that to come no, across as an attack. Anybody? Um, He's but, an amazing performer. Right. So, like, actually, a good example that's very known is, like, uh, if you've heard of Barely Alive, Dubstep Duo, um, there's only one guy that plays on stage. Okay. But there's two people that make the music. Okay. You know, so some people, like, just want to really just, just, just you know, sit down and, and bang out dope tunes and just not be in that um, in, in that public eye. Yeah. And that's completely acceptable. I don't know if I would ever want to do that, but, like, you, you know, like, I, I have friends that do. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. They, they just... They're, they're, they're not comfortable being, or, or the, there's no desire necessarily to be like the star, right? They just yeah, want to yeah. make the music and yeah. that's cool, you know? And I would, I think my mentality is I want to be a combination of both. I don't want to be like this big public persona, but like, I want to be the person who performs my music because it's really fun to fucking perform music. You <laughs> yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. So. I can imagine that looks like absolutely heaven on earth to stand up there and be the one curating the sound to be the one that's in charge of every sound, every movement. I mean, God, that's got to feel amazing. It does, yeah, it definitely does. It's 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 amazing feeling when people dance, even if it's just a few. You know? Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. So I think we're going to wrap it up around there. I'm here with my wonderful friend, Cypress Sound, Vinny Musi. Uh, before we go, Vinny, is there anything else that you'd like to, any closing remarks? No, man, this has been a blast. I actually, like, this, is, this is really cool. I'm glad you're doing this. Um, I think like it's it, it, you're good at it. I'm glad you're doing it for uh, you. because you love it. And um just glad to be a part of it and it's, it's early stages here can't wait to see where it goes man all right we appreciate that well everybody thanks for tuning back in uh i don't know when the next episode will be out that's just part of how this goes so thank you very much for all your patience and thank you to anybody who's repeat listeners we love you bye-bye right on man i'm gonna fight for the prestige not for me but to uplift my little brothers who are sleeping concrete floors today in america black I seen the devil spar with the law Mathematics was the key to set my whole race free You might debate we, a refugee, no harm hurt me Dying thirsty from the struggle to my own Hustle bubble on the low What was me to show the free bar right? The righteous Asiatic thinker while Shaitan rob life Civilized like the Molly Burgundy Wally rockin' seen the fifth when Ali clocked And John Forte will keep you locked in People all around, you got to recognize and witness this mister Who's swift enough to knock you out with Mike Fitness Here's Lister from holding Mike's tight Some say it's fight night but throw the R after the F Cause I'ma take away your breath The bell rings And now it's just a daily operation Yo, you soft like lubrication You can't see this occupation But when I'm And you know we hail from Q Barrow, L. Brooks And Cluster Trainers Roswell Yo, we used to write the 